Hey, good afternoon. Hope y'all like the new layout. So I did a, um, I decided that since this is mostly just talking, I decided to go in and, and change the layout a little bit so that you're not sitting there staring at a computer screen the whole time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Came without myself. So, um, watched a couple of the, the playbacks of the, of the videos and I decided to, to do that. So it is, this is more of a, I don't want to say it's more of a podcast cause there's, a, there's, I guess it's more of a live stream, right? But, um, a lot of what, a lot of what I'm doing is, is talking and less showing. So when I do, when I do show or have something to show, I'll pop in and, and I will, I'll throw that up the computer screen up and, and we'll go from there. So, uh, sorry for the, the hair. We're on quarantine for like two more days, but the hair's getting long. So time for a haircut. Oh, well. All right, moving on. So today stream, um, is an interesting stream. So I, I decided that, that what I was going to do today was I was going to go in and talk about finances and finances with marriage and finances once you're married, uh, so forth and so on. Hey, Desi, thanks for the subscribe. I appreciate it. Um, I was going to talk about uh, everything that, um, that would come whenever you are doing a, you're going into your, your marriage and you've, or you've gotten married or you're about to get married or whatever and your finances are, are not, are not exactly together yet. Right. So, uh, it's very important that, that you figure this out and you talk about it beforehand. So, uh, if you're already married and you don't really know how to manage your finances together, so forth, so on, uh, that, this would be for you as well. Um, but if you, if you do, or if you're already married and you're having trouble, hopefully this helps. Hopefully this gives you a little insight of how you can think about how you can think about your finances as your as uh, in your marriage and how hopefully this can help you. So uh, getting started is pretty easy. So I'm going to get started and I'm going to give you this little story that I threw together about Julie and Jim. Okay. So Julie, wonderful girl, right? Jim, wonderful guy. Yada, yada, yada. Here we go. Julie and Jim, they're walking down the street Boo-doo-doo. and Jim's going to go up to Julie, right? And and, Ju- and Jim's going to say, Hey, I'm Jim. What's your name? Right. And this is, this is great. So it, it, I don't know if you also thought that you were going to tune into dating advice, but here's perfect dating advice on how to pick up girls. Okay. For all my guys out there, this is for you. So Jim's going to go up to Julie, right? And Jim's going to say, Hey, what's your name? And obviously she responds with Julie and he's going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm Jim. So what are your hobbies? I'm telling you it works. Go try this. I'm telling you this will work. Just go ask, what are your hobbies? Um, and she's going to just respond very, very fluently. She's not going to ask, what are you doing? What are you a stranger? No, she's going to say, Hey, I like tennis. Okay. So Jim knows Julie likes tennis. So Jim's going to say, Hey, that's awesome. I like tennis too. And I'd like to ask you on a date. But first, I must ask you, what's your credit score? Right? I'm telling you this will work. It's, it's a perfect segue into your first date or your next date or your the love of your life. And she is going to respond with her credit score and life is going to be great. You're going to go live happily ever after, financially free. That is not true. Okay, so reality. that First off, that pickup line would never work. 
Oh, uh, actually, it might work. If she's super financial savvy, she might actually be really happy that you asked her her credit score. Um, but this is a terrible story. This is not reality. Um, if it was all that easy, everyone would just, that would be a huge pickup line, right? And and life would move on and everyone would be happy and, and things would go great. But uh, it's not that easy because how Jim spends and saves and invests and uses his fund money and what he finds important is probably most if not all completely different than how julie does it okay so when jim and julie get together and jim loves to play golf and julie loves to buy the newest tennis racket they're obviously he wants the brand new set of golf clubs she wants the brand new tennis racket and and they only have so much money so uh finding a common ground is key first off it's very key so i'm going to breeze through these stats i'm pulling some stats uh that i wanted to go over because these stats are very enlightening hopefully to to where you can hopefully relate in some shape form or fashion you can relate to this but if you're not married it's very crucial that up front you talk about these things it's it's you'll see on some of these stats that um a lot of what a lot of what could have led to a much happier marriage uh, when when we look at finances in general um could have been prevented if these things would have been talked about so so hopefully hopefully this this is not new to you that that you know that that finances destroys marriages so um there's no there's no happy way to say that it just it happens so 43 percent of couples more that's been married for more than 25 years started off in debt all right so now so when we're looking at that we're talking about like like your mom and dad okay you think about people that could have been married for 25 years so anybody that could have been married for 25 years 43 percent of those couples started off in debt now now we're talking about your friends and your young family members and uh, relatives uh your friends and relatives 86 so double that number that have been married for five years or less 86 percent started off in debt all right so that's eye-opening right so the challenges that mom and dad and and all and aunt and uncle faced is different than the challenges that we're facing today debt is more accessible debt is becoming more and more parts of our life so um more and more couples are starting off in debt so let's so if it was as easy as Jim and Julie, if, if if you know, if it was easy as Jim and Julie meeting and asking each other their credit scores and that's how their first date started, um, you know, everybody would do it. But right now eighty six percent of those couples are gonna spit out that credit score and, and Jim's not gonna be interested in Julie because Jim wanted to to live happily, financially free, and Julie wanted to buy a new car. So uh, it's the, the the correlation is not there anymore. Um so so the next stat, 48% of Americans uh, that are married say that they argue over money. So, And that's normally two topics. Either we're on this end where you're spending too much or this end where you're too cheap. So 48% are talking about something along those lines. And then 41% of divorces are being reported as being caused by finance reasons. So the whole point of this whole conversation, all these stats was to show you how important. Like you're, you're looking at... at America's already on a 50% divorce rate. And so if you're taking the 50% and halving it again, you have a pretty high chance of being divorced. 
because of finances. So, so let's 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 look at top financial reasons, and I'm going to buzz through these real quick because I really want to get to the, the the actuality of what we can do, uh, how how you can structure your finances uh, married, or how you can start planning uh, to structure your finances once you're married. So, so let's look at this. So top finance reasons that, that marriage or that couples complain about number one, that they have opposing attitudes about finances, plain and simple. One's a spender. One's a saver. One wants to save money. One wants to invest. One wants to spend money. Um, and into the spender's eyes, they're, they're meeting that they're meeting that habit of spending into the saver's eyes, the spender's blowing money. So, um, number one reason the other ties back into that. So mismatch financial priority. So one is that, that the one wants to, you know, start saving for a new house and one wants to travel the world mismatch. So one wants their account to go towards, um, uh, this, this brand new home. And the other one wants, uh, to go travel the world or buy a new car, fill in the blank. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's just what they what they find as as a priority to them is not the same. Uh, credit card debt. We've talked about credit card debt before, but credit card debt huge. One's constantly um, bringing the other into their spending habits. So you're you're adding up credit card debt. Your partner's stepping in. All right, let's pay this thing off. You pay it off, and then guess what? You're adding the credit card debt back up. So. Uh, once again, that's that's another topic. And then the, the last one, uh, Todd, there was two, and I sort of tied them in together. So it's financial infidelity is the other one. Uh, but but this involves, you know, bank accounts that the other doesn't know about, undisclosed debt, purchases, hidden purchases. So going out and buying things and not telling their partner uh, and gambling. And I, the, another one that people complain about is major impulse buying, which would be just stepping outside and buying a car and not telling your partner. So I, I find that to be more financial infidelity uh, and they all tie in together. Right. So. So biggest thing, first things first, how do you attack that? Um, it, it's 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 really it's really not as complicated as you think. So I, I want you to know that that you can a hundred percent, um, do this. You can hundred percent do this. So it, it's not, it's not as hard as you would think. Um, it's definitely not as complicated as you would think, but, but I'm going to run through them because it's, it's very important. If you can, if you can knock these things out, if you can figure this out and it's really just, it's really just you and your partner sitting down and talking through it. And the number one thing we're going to talk about. So, so the first thing, Hey, Pippa, welcome. Welcome to the stream. Hey, the first thing, the first thing is you have to identify your role in your finances and your marriage. All right. So I'm going to, so we're going to use two terms. We're going to use analyst and we're going to use contributor because I, I want you to know, I thought really, really hard, really, really hard. So I was like, what can I call the person that does all the spending? Right. I didn't want to call them the high roller or the spender or the the waster or the like I needed a good word and so I came up with contributor. How do I how do I do? How do I do? Hopefully I did well. The contributor. And and I say that to say that they contribute. I'm going completely off track, but the contributor. They contribute to to what is needed and what what we what we need and what we <laughs> And they contribute financially too. Hopefully, hopefully, you know they're contributing financially and not just spending, but 
it's a great term. That's the best I could do. So uh, if you're in the comments of a, of a video or a podcast or whatever, just just tell me how I did. See if, see if contributor was a good one. I, th- I think so. So uh, so anyways, back on track. Two roles. Two roles. Number one. One is the analyst and the analyst in the finances. You've got to be one. You have to pick one of these roles. Analyst is the person that's good with numbers, the person that loves Excel. I mean, loves Excel, like, like loves it, like can just figure everything out, loves to go to Excel and just make it all work. And probably uh, the analyst is going to be one that is already into money. Like they, they've already, they, they love reading, hearing, breathing money. Like, um, and it doesn't have to be this extreme. It can be, it can be a little, a little, you know, um, a little more modest, but that, that those words like numbers, Excel, money, like they just really like get some going. All right. The other one, the contributor is going to be the one that mostly does the spending, that they always know where to find the best deals. Uh, they're on top of what you and your marriage needs. Like you, like they know what like they know, they know, but they're also good at tracking, like in terms of tracking, um, spending. And I'm not saying tracking that they control it, but they are good at, you know, at, at tracking, you know, the, 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 how the whole thing is working, how, how, you know, everything's going in your month. So, um, once you have your role selected, that's where it, it is, this is probably the most complicated part because once you have your role selected, life gets a little easier. So I want to say that you can be mixed between the two. So one can be an analyst, one can be a contributor, one could have contributing, characteristics one can have analyst characteristics i'm not saying that you have to be both or or one has to be a clear-cut distinction you may be but um you could just as easily be um you could easily just be a, a sort of a little bit of both right but your marriage has to have both so the marriage has to have both i'm gonna say it again the marriage has to have both sounds crazy because right now if you are that analyst if you're that analyst and I'm telling you the marriage has to have both, you're telling me, dude, you are crazy. You mean you mean you're telling me that my wife or my husband, whoever the the contributor is, that they get to go spend the money just nonchalantly, just going around just No. Uh I am saying that actually. Absolutely absolutely. I am saying that, but only kind of. I'm only kind of saying that because it, they're not going to be able to spend as the contributor the way they want to. But yes, you do need someone to be that contributor or that or that that spender, right? Because that person in your marriage, whoever that is, the husband or the wife, they have they want to spend, right? And you have to give them the option to spend, just like you want to save. You they have to give you the option to save, like they. Like if you had a hundred dollars left over in your budget, fifty dollars goes to spending, fifty dollars goes to savings. Everyone's happy, right? You see what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to compromise in a sense that you know once all the bills are paid that you're giving them a spending budget. They're giving you a savings, investing, whatever budget. But but when you but they can't go digging in your savings you can't go borrowing from their spending budget like it's it has to be separate so yes once you have your analyst once you have your contributor or once you have your your person that loves money and your spender um 
you have to you have to dis distinguish those two, right? All right, so next. So we've got that. So boom, knocked it out. We're ready. We're moving on to the next one. You've got your roles, right? Everything's lovely. We've got to establish accounts. So how are we going to do it? This is the part that I truly, truly, truly wanted to ensure that we talked about. Um, and I say that because I wanted to give you options. So uh, on this stream, I do not tell you what to do, right? I, I like to give you facts. I like to give you uh, statistics. I like to give you things, but I want to give you uh, some some options or you can choose what's best for your life right because not everybody's the same i could go out here and tell you how i think is best i could tell you but how i think is best and how it works for you doesn't doesn't match up okay so so we're going to look at multiple ways so three ways particularly three ways i like these little sound effects you like these little sound effects yeah just like ping ping pow okay off track so <laughs> i don't know Anyways, join accounts, semi-join accounts, separate accounts. You've got to establish which one of those processes you're going to jump on. Join accounts, semi-join accounts, or separate accounts. These probably have like financial like terms out there. I don't know. Um, everything that I'm going off of today, uh, I, I, this, is, this is how I would tell you friend to friend of how to do it. Um, with my, with my knowledge, with my existence, with what I've seen working, what I've been told works is these three things, join accounts, semi-join accounts, separate accounts. You've got to pick one of those and you've got to go with it. But before you do that, make sure you rewind this and establish your roles, pause it, establish your roles, whatever you want to do, figure out your roles, because that's going to play a crucial role into how how this whole thing works out, how you manage this. So first off, join accounts. Uh, how do you do it? Join accounts is easy. It's probably the easiest of all things when it comes to how you do it. Pretty much join accounts is go to your local bank, walk in, say, I want to open a joint account, checking account, savings account, everything, all direct deposit goes in and out of that account for both you and your spouse easy right super easy with this one there should be no checking account or savings account that cannot be accessed by both parties now i'm not saying that you have to have a singular checking and savings account but what i'm saying is that when you do a joint account both parties should have access total access to it it should be joint accounts so even if you want to join your have joint accounts one for bills one for fun that's fine. I'm not telling you that's easier or harder to manage, but joint account is the simple fact that both parties have joint access to the account. Like, I mean, both have a debit card, both have everything that has to do with those accounts. Um, the benefits of the joint account is that this one is the easiest to budget. When all the money comes in and all the money goes out of one singular account, it is easier to budget. So with that being said, when it comes to budgeting this joint account or or every account, because um, individually you, you have to budget every account that money's coming in and out of. Okay, so let's clear that and go watch a budgeting video. I've got I've got two budgeting videos out right now, so go watch one if you do not know anything about budgeting. That'll be a good starting point. So 
but uh, joint accounts are the easiest to budget because you, the analyst, and the contributor are going to sit down and make your budget together. You're going to decide where your money's going to go. You're going to first come up with all the, where all the money's coming in, and then you're going to decide where the money's going to go out of that account. Super easy, right? You're budgeting it together. Uh, there's no chance of financial infidelity because both parties can see the account. Uh, decisions that of what comes out of the account are made together at those budget where you're sitting down and you're making these budgets. Um, those decisions are made together. Uh, and this, inver- this involves your long-term planning, your big purchases, like everything. Everything is together. When it's time to buy the house, you're sitting down, you're both contributing to say, let's start saving for a down payment on a house. Let's do this. Let's start, let's buy a car. Like everything is together. It's easier to manage. Okay. The downfall is that this account is harder for most people to accept because they manage their money separately for so long. All right. That's the number one thing. And the other hard downfall for this one is that this can truly lead to problems in and of itself because let's say let's say the wife makes more money than the, the husband. That simple fact could make the husband um, a, a, a little a little you know upset or, or whatever uh, about the money that or I'm sorry excuse me I said this totally back so let me rewind let me rewind the 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 problem that this can lead to is if the if the if one person makes more money so husband or wife let's say the wife makes more the wife could be upset because if she's the the spender if the wife's the spender and she wants to spend and she makes the most money and she's putting the most money in that checking account and she wants to spend that can truly upset her when the husband says you can't, right? It's like, I make the most money. I do the most uh, for this checking account. Like, I'm providing the most. What do you mean I can't spend it? So so that's a huge downfall. If there's one thing about joint accounts that I cannot harp on enough is that the joint account can lead to those problems in that sense. If both parties have the ability to say, you know what, we're in this together. I don't care who spends if you know, as long as it's budgeted, I don't care that you spend whatever. And that's that goes back to the budget. You have to give the contributor, you have to give the analyst, you have to give the spender, you have to give the financial person room to do what they want to do. Like that's all part of the budget, right? So you can't hinder one from doing what they what they want to do with their money, but you have to understand that that what you're putting in, it doesn't matter if you're putting in seventy five percent and the, your spouse is contributing twenty five percent to the money going into that checking account. The joint account will work very fluently if you understand that you're in it together. Okay, so just want to just want to throw that out there. All right, so uh, that that's a the the biggest part of of the joint account is that one simple thing so if you can do that the joint account will work i'm telling you the joint account will work i'm telling you the joint account will work all right real quick uh quick listen from from the ad and we'll be right back hey if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality first it's free when you're thinking about your finances free is always good 
Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All right. So, uh, so we've done joint account. So joint account, we've got it. Everyone, if you're, if you don't understand the joint account, if you are still missing a little bit on the joint account, reach out, let me know. I'll answer any specific questions that you have. So, uh, the next, the next two are, um, the, the next one is probably the one that, uh, anyone that, that, that likes the idea of the joint account, but, uh, is having, you know, that, but sees some, that some of these, some of the problems or the downfalls could affect their marriage or their relationship. Um, this next one, the semi joint accounts is probably where you're going to lean to. Okay. If the, if the joint account is too much, the semi joint accounts probably where you're going to lean to. Okay. So let's jump in. So first off, how does the semi joint accounts work? So, uh, sort of like the joint account, the difference is you're going to go into the bank you're going to do that joint account, all right? Um, the joint account, you're going to make it, and each party, so the husband and the wife, are each going to contribute the same amount of money or however you decide to split it up uh, to this joint account um, that, you've, that you've established, right? So that needs to be, like I said, how you, how you divvy this out, how you, you look at it and you say, all right, the husband's going to contribute 20% and the wife's going to contribute 15% or how of your income or however, or you can say the bills cost $2,200 a month. We're going to each contribute 1300 just in case we have some extra uh, money that you spend. Like I, I really, like I, I can't tell you how to do it in that sense, how much you contribute. But the, the structure is you have this joint account that you're each like just flowing money into. Okay. However, on the backside, you also have your individual uh, accounts that um, that you that you also have money in. So whether that be all of your money comes into your account and you transfer it into the joint account, or uh, some companies that you if you work for uh, a company that, that runs like a, a ADP or something like that for your for your uh, HR, you they have um, they have the ability to contribute. Let's say. 80% of my check goes to this account, 20% goes to this account or vice versa. So if you have that option, that might be an option for you, but, and so that your direct deposit still, you know, goes the way you want it to. Um, but that, that's the biggest piece of this is, is, is both parties are going to contribute to the joint account uh, and that joint account is going to pay all the bills. So mortgages, lights, water, internet, cable, whatever, cell phones, like everything, every bill that you are paying together that you decide to pay together is going to go into that account. Um, all the money's going to go into that account and then it's going to come back out, out of that account. All right. So on the back side, like I said, you have your individual account, you have your individual savings, you have your whatever investment accounts that you want, like 
Like how you do your individual stuff doesn't matter. The one thing that I really want to harp on about the semi-joint accounts is that I would tell you, you don't, how do I, how, uh, I think the best way to say is you, you've, you've got to still the same way you're doing a, a, a joint checking and joint savings, like in a joint account, in the semi-joint, you still want to do a joint checking and a joint savings that both of you are contributing to, okay? Um, you also want to look at doing a, or make sure that you have a joint retirement account, or at least you both are contributing to retirement accounts that both of you can see the retirement account. And I say that because like there needs to be a coexistence of, if you're not going to do a joint account, like there needs to be in a semi-joint, there needs to be some kind of coexistence between the two. Uh, and how you how you structure this the semi joint is is very is very vague in a sense that there's multiple options and avenues to do this, um, but how you do it is ultimately up to you. So the benefits of this is that budgeting a joint uh, the the semi joint account is the same as budgeting the joint account. So you only are having to budget in this sense your life expenses. So there is no budgeting for that that where the contributor gets their budget and the analyst gets their budget, like that would go in, in a joint account, that would go into the main budget. You don't have to do that in a semi-joint because the joint account is only going to be those life necessities, those life expenses that you're budgeting. So uh, how much you deposit is up to you, but it must cover all of those expenses, right? And I would tell you to all of those expenses plus a little just in case, because everything's going to be auto-draft out most likely. Uh, so everything is covered and you don't have any overdrawn or, or non-sufficient fund fees that get tacked on. So um, another a benefit of this also is that if one makes more than the other, uh, there's no chance of conflict in how you spend your money. So if, if the wife wants to use our same example, the wife makes more than the husband, the wife can feel like she can go spend all her money on purses freely because she and her husband are contributing the exact same to the bills, just how much they make is separated by their individual accounts okay uh so you do have partial control of your own money uh, and you're still contributing to the same whole cost but i would tell you uh, the biggest thing that i'm going to harp on with this one is this semi benefit the semi benefit that you you should still open a joint retirement account because you you should you should have the same long-term financial goals in mind and if you if you really love your spouse you really wouldn't want their long-term financial well-being to be hindered because you put the person that contributor spender spender contributor into um managing their retirement when you you have knowledge to help them manage it so uh make sure that that you have that joint retirement account that you're both contributing to as well if you're going to do semi-joint so that's that's crucial that's very important uh, but but do that and this 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 structure would work now the downfall to these is uh, financial infidelity exists because what they're doing in their personal accounts hiding purchases stuff like that that can exist um, long long-term financial goals can't be as easily managed so you want to make sure that 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 joint process is there that semi-benefit that we talked about you want to make sure that's there because uh, because you really you really don't want to you, like you love your spouse so you really want to make sure that y'all are both financially well off in the end and then uh, the final downfall is if you can't contribute to enough to pay the bills 
uh, and your spouse has that little resentment, uh, that can set in over their like dominant, uh, over the dominant amount of money that they're putting in, I guess you could say, I don't really know how to put that, but anyways, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you know what I'm saying? Uh, so if you're, if you're only contributed 200 bucks to, to the, that joint account every month and your spouse contribute $2,000, uh, you, you probably, your spouse can begin to resent that a little bit that they're paying all the bills. Right. So that's where, uh, one of these other options like the join or the separate accounts may work out better. So, uh, now, uh, we're going to go into the third one and this is the final one. So the biggest thing about this one is that, um, You've got to, when it comes to separate accounts, you've got to do more. So all of your budgeting is going to be on your, on yourself. Um, all of your budgeting is all of your spending is on yourself. How you, how you divvy out bills is, is, you know, has, you have to come together and talk about those type of things, but the individual, the accounts are separate. Okay. So, um, no matter uh, how do I say this? So if you're going to do separate accounts, the biggest thing is uh, you're going to keep doing whatever it is you're doing. So however your accounts are currently structured, that's how you're going to continue to, to, to do things. Uh, your co- accounts are completely separate. The only thing that you need, if you're going to do separate accounts, the only thing you need to ensure is that you have your spouse as a beneficiary on, on your account. So that's the one thing I would say. Make sure that your spouse is a beneficiary on your account. So if something does happen, they still have access to your money. Okay. I'll tell you that. So, but how you come together and you plan to split everything, that's really between you and your spouse. So maybe some examples, maybe one pays the mortgage, one pays everything else, right? Cause mortgage is normally the most expensive. Maybe one pays and then the other transfers funds to the other one, uh, for their half or their third or their three quarters or however you break that out. Uh, maybe, you know, however, however, like it really doesn't matter how you split those things up is up to you and your spouse. So the benefit of this is that it actually, it actually could be easy for you to manage your own money. Um, most likely it's already established on how your money is set up. Uh, you're already managing it, whatever, before you, before Jim met Julie, like money was like how we managed our money individually was already set up. So you don't have to worry about those things, right? So um, it's important that that you understand understand that, so that you can see that that the the management part is is not as as hard. Uh, if you're managing your own, there's a lot less meetings that are you know budgeting meet, meetings that you have to do with your spouse um, because because you're you're probably doing it on your own, right? Um, but there are downfalls that come with it. There's huge downfalls. So the, the separate bank accounts or the separate accounts, the biggest downfall that I can tell you exists with that is that there's never that coexistence and ownership of togetherness when that happens. So when you have this completely separate accounts, there's never this idea that we're in this together like you, you, you constantly feel like this is mine, this is yours and we'll come together to pay bills. But, uh, if I, you know, just being honest, like that's, I mean, that's like, 
me and my my buddy going out to dinner and and him just you know venmo me half of the dinner like it's it's that that togetherness needs to happen and when you you've brought your life together in marriage that togetherness of finances uh can be can be big because you can start planning and budgeting and making this life together um where both of you are involved okay so Another downfall is that that long-term financial planning is separate. So how you're how you're managing to to make it through retirement, and your spouse is making it through retirement. Like one of you may be left behind, right? And one of you may end up helping the other one in retirement, which that becomes a whole new a new set of resentment, right? So um, I would tell you that you can make separate accounts work in marriage. Uh, just you, you, it's almost, it's almost as if like, if, if separate accounts is the way to go, um, I, I, I almost say if you're just halving everything, you're almost better off going to a semi joint account, uh, structure and put in that retirement and that, uh, bill account together and everything else separate. So, uh, separate accounts can work. Like I said, everyone has their own their own cup of tea, but 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 finding that that happy meeting is is crucial. So uh, hopefully hopefully this all makes sense. Hopefully you you you're coming up with with something, or or maybe this gave you a chance to to think about um, how how you and your spouse uh, manages your money. So the long term uh, the long term thing I would tell you about this is that that it's 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 more about the conversations, right? So, so you have this, these conversations between you and your spouse where, um, you know, like, like, how do I say it? Like, I mean, you're talking about money, like, like the, the biggest issue that, that people are going to have, or people are going to face when it comes to their, their finances is that most, most couples don't talk about it. Right. And when, when, as long as you're talking about the finances, that idea of, of separate or that idea of split or that idea of, of, of whatever, it almost like it goes away because you're, if, if, if my spouse knows, even if it's in my own account, if my spouse knows every dollar I'm spending, like I'm telling, like I'll use me as example, I'm telling her, this is where, this is what I bought. This is what I'm doing. This is what I like. Like, I'll just go one phase up from separate to semi joint. If I'm telling all of these things, and I'm talking about them, and and she already is in, involved in it. Why why not jump up into a semi joint structure and make her involved, and let's bring a little bit of our finances together. Um, and then if you if you're like I said, if you want to go all in on this togetherness, that joint account is the easiest to manage. So, um, just real quick joint semi joint separate joint easiest to manage semi joint gives you your independence while still being together and managed separate you're completely separate uh, so you're already managing your own so uh, I, I, I tell you that you're that 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 in marriage you've already come to get you already brought your life together you know and forever hold and do not part whatever you're <laughs> your finances have to be involved in that and your long-term goals need to be established. So 
what I wanted to wrap this whole thing up with. So I went through all of these these accounts. I told you these stats. I'm like, okay, so if you're if you're thinking to yourself, you're like, man, like thank thank you for this information. I appreciate it, but um, but why 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 can't whatever I'm doing work forever? Like however you're doing it, you only you can fill that in. Why does it not work? Um, if it doesn't fit into one of these, if it does, if you don't have one of these structures, which I can't imagine there being too many foreign structures out there. It doesn't fall into one of those three, but, uh, I would be interested. So please email me if, uh, info at the, the financial org. If you have some other structure that you think just is this like best thing since sliced bread type uh, structure, I'd love to know about it. And I will happily make a whole episode <laughs> around your structure if it you know if, if i look at it, I'm like man like that's great like i can't believe i've never thought of that uh please email me let me know info info at the financial mirror.org i'd love to love to bring it on um but if you have comments and you want to you 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 have uh ways that you and your spouse managers and, and it works please just shoot those out I'd, I'd, I'd love to share them with others you know obviously keeping your information confidential but um, I'd love to share those and, and let me and let others know the, the ways out there. So uh, the big thing, the big reason, the big why, the big um, takeaway is is this is um, knowing that half of these marriages are in and in divorce because of finances, right? The number one thing you can do is talk talk communicate like communication is is key in everything and we always say it but we don't always do it so we we in in this marriage you can't just say we're going to talk we're going to communicate like you have to have to do it and when it comes to money if you're going out and, and you have this huge shopping problem and you're doing it behind your spouse's back and and then you know let's say that you're wanting to save for save let's let's think um biggest purchase that 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 you're going to have together is uh probably first and foremost is going to be your retirement because that that's going to need the most money to do uh and second is going to be a home so let's use both right so let's say that that you are you're in this semi-joint structure or you you're in this uh uh separate account structure and let's say it's time to retire and husband and wife both are like man i'm ready to retire and one's like all right i've got five million dollars in my retirement account and my wife has fifty thousand okay whoo fifty thousand for the rest of her life she's got to live on fifty thousand who's going to be who is going to be paying for her retirement me so that togetherness, that con- that that conversation has to have been had before sixty years old when we're we're tired of working and we're ready to stop. That that conversation has to have already been had. That that's the piece that I really want to drive home and getting this structure established up front, getting this structure of how uh, how you're going to jump in and manage your finances together so that in the end 
everyone is happy and everyone is, is good with how everything is being contributed. So the thing I want to leave with, or, or the, let me let me finish my, my other story. Hold on, backtrack, a little off. Hit the retirement in the home. Like let's say like you're both trying to save for a home. Like you both want to buy a house. If one is saving money and the other one is not, how can how can you be happy when you don't have the home yet, right? Like you have to both be helping contribute to this purchase. In a joint account, when you've come together and you've decided we're in this together, that's where you both can feel like you're contributing and your goal is together. The end goal was to buy a home and that joint account we're both saving to buy that home. It doesn't matter if one's contributing 5% and the other one's contributing 95%. You both together came together and said, we're going to do this together. Our accounts are together. We're going to buy homes together. We're going to buy cars together. We're going to save for retirement together. All right. That's how that joint works. And that semi-joint, as long as your that joint savings or that joint whatever is helping to meet the goal, like all like you're you're not looking at 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 your spouse's account saying, well, they've got all this money. Why are they not contributing to, you know, buy this home? No, you're looking at am I contributing to help buy this home? Are they contributing to help buy this home? And then together in that semi-joint environment, you have an account that's saving to help put that down payment on that home. That's where that works. And the separate account can work too. I, I cannot I can't knock the separate account. The separate account could easily be that one of you are saving in their savings account and the other one is saving in their savings account and, and you're going to bring it together. But you that that communication piece, that talking that ha- that has to happen to where one knows that that progress is being made. Hey, I've got I've got five thousand saved up. How much you got? Well, I got twelve thousand saved up. All right. Well, we got to get to twenty five thousand together. Let's do it. Like the separate account can work. I'm not saying it can't. But when you both are contributing money to something, that's what that's what has to happen. That's what this whole stream is about. That's what this whole talk is about. And I'm getting a little more, I guess, serious at this point because because I don't want um, I don't want your marriage or the next person's marriage to be in that statistic of divorce because of marriage, right? I I don't want that to happen. So uh, there's trade-offs in everything. There's trade-offs in absolutely everything uh, to to know that everything that you're doing is going toward what you're trying to build together. That's, That's what truly matters how you do it, how your accounts are set up, how they're separate. Uh, none of that, none of that really matters. What matters is you've got to, got to, got to, um, you've got to know that, that you're both going to contribute and you're both going to uh, make a difference together. So uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone enjoyed the stream. Hopefully everyone got a little something out of this. Uh, I, I truly I want this to be uh, a little piece of something that, that you could take away and you can go and approach. I hope if you watch this together or if you're listening to this together or, or whatever, um, take the time. Go speak with your spouse. Go speak with your significant other and, and talk about this. 
because um, once you have this set up, once you know the structure uh, of how you're going to how you're going to do this. So we, we talked about the uh, just to recap, we talked about which person are you? Are you the analyst or are you the contributor? The analyst is that that numbers, Excel, money guru, and the contributor is the one that's all about the spending, finding deals, but they're on top of what you need. So uh, once you have those roles selected and you decide, I'm going to be a joint account, we're going to have a joint account uh, finance structure, a semi-joint account, or a separate account structure. The final thing you have to do, you've got to talk. You've got to communicate. You have to talk about your goals, you have to talk about their goals, you have to talk about your goals as a couple, as a married couple. Um, and once you do that, you've got to come together and you've got to budget those accounts. However it's set up, you have to budget those things together. Whether it's the joint account, the joint account in the semi-joint account, or where you're you're budgeting what we're, what we're um, trying to get together from an individual standpoint. So, uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that that communication piece where you're sitting down, you're budgeting together, you're you're making goals together, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years out where where you want to be as a couple, where you want to be individually. Like those are those are the conversations that need to be had together. So, uh, like I said, hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully this uh, this was, you know, a, a, a good informative podcast. And even if you're not married please have these conversations, uh, know, know where you stand. Um, and, and, and limit the amount of, uh, of, uh, you know, hardship that you're going to have on your marriage. Uh, marriage can already be tough. So finances and getting those in order and doing those things together can make it that much either. So easier, uh, I got all of my words, easier, 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 easier. So, uh, make marriage easier. So, with that, I appreciate it. Appreciate you joining in on the stream. Uh, I'll be back next week, uh, next Sunday. Uh, hopefully, everyone uh, that joined today can also join then. If you're catching this on the podcast or um, on YouTube or Facebook, uh, know this is a live stream. It's done weekly, uh, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. Uh, so currently, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so catch it live. Um, and with that, I appreciate uh, everything that everyone's doing. I appreciate all the support that everybody's given. Uh, truly, truly do appreciate it. Uh, until then, see you next week.